Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Bustle Huddle. We're back with another books episode, which means I get to welcome Christina Ariola, our books editor, back to the studio. What's up, Christina? Hey, Jada. How are you? Good, good. I'm happy for another book. I literally bought Abby Jacobson's I Might Regret This as soon as we finished our last convo. So I am excited to hear what you've got for me today. Yeah, this one is definitely a little bit different from Abby Jacobson's book. So today we are going to be talking to Leanne Moriarty, who is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Big Little Lies, which I think probably we've all heard about at this point. So she has a new book out this month. It's called Nine Perfect Strangers, and it is set at a health resort in Australia where nine strangers convene to transform their lives. And the health resort is owned by this sort of charming but a little unhinged woman named Masha. And as these 10 days unfurl, it just kind of gets crazier and crazier. And there's a twist that happens on day like six or seven Hmm. that I just did not see coming. And it just goes completely off the rails. And it's so good. Who is this book for? I think this book is for anyone who, A, enjoyed Big Little Lies, um, the TV show, B, for anyone who just loves a really just compelling, character-driven story, and C, anyone who's just looking for a really good book to snuggle up with this fall because it just is so propulsive and you're going to fly through it um, and you're really going to fall in love with all of these characters. So we know that we're going to learn all about Nine Perfect Strangers with your convo, but I've got to ask, do we get any tidbits from Big Little Lies Season 2? Yes, so we actually do. So I talked to Leon about Season 2 of Big Little Lies, which she wrote um, kind of like a novella for almost. She didn't write the script, but she wrote the story. And we definitely got some cool details on what's going to happen in Season 2. Okay, that totally makes me want to get the interview started right now. Let's go. Hello, this is Leon speaking. Hey, Leon. Thanks for joining us. How's Wichita? Oh, well, it's, it's, there's snow on the ground and I'm I'm a little bit stuck because my bags didn't make it here. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> oh, no. no. I know. I Do you know, have an event so there or did the event already happen? The event's tonight, so I'm going to have to go out soon and find something to wear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. We won't keep you long. That's so terrible. I can't... Oh, no, that's okay. I, that's, I cannot believe it's already snowing. I mean, I'm sure it, coming from Australia, too, where I it's know. summer, I'm sure that's yes. not a great situation. And before that, I came from Miami where we I was swimming in the morning and then got here to snow. It's incredible. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I mean, so it feels, I guess, like a good time to talk about the health and wellness retreat center from your book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. I feel like going to one. I know. I think I think we could all use a health and wellness retreat right now. Um, (laughs) Why did you why did you choose that as the setting for this book? Uh, Well, it all started with a joke, really, because um, after Big Little Lies came out, when I was on tour and people would say, what's your next book? 
going to be about. I had a standard joke I was making, um, and the joke was, my next book's going to be set on a tropical island resort, and I'm going to have to do a lot of research um, <laughs> to get it right. Now, uh, and the more I um, thought about it, the more I thought, actually, why not a tropical island resort would make a great setting for a book um, and I actually wrote a couple of chapters of a book with that setting but then something happened to me at a barbecue which was what inspired Truly Madly Guilty so I put it aside and then once truly, I'd finished Truly Madly Guilty I was actually in Hawaii and I had a crisis because I ran out of books and there was a book left by a previous guest at this place and it was Miss Pym Disposes by Josephine Tay and it's a book about uh, set in the 30s or, or maybe the 40s but a psychologist goes along so she this woman's written a book and she goes along to a school for gymnasts and what I loved about this book was I loved learning about all the procedures of the school and the routines and that sort of thing and I got it in my head that I wanted to write a book where somebody goes along to a place with its own set of routines uh, and that's when my tropical island resort became a health resort. So is this the first book that you have written where the setting came before the plot or the characters? Uh, yes, um, though maybe my second novel, The Last Anniversary, I went to a little island on the Hawkesbury River, which is near Sydney, which is so it's a little community, like a little suburb, except that everybody has to um, take a boat to get into work. So that one was another one where I had the setting first before I had the story. Apart from that, you're right, I normally start with the with a premise. Yeah, it seems like you just need to spend all of your time on islands because that's where all of your ideas are coming <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah, you're you're right. That that's yeah. That it all comes back to islands. I do I do love the idea. Well, what I really love is a confined setting. So anywhere, a situation where where people can't get away. Somebody suggested to me a a cruise is another option. Somewhere where where they're all together. Yeah, I've always joked that I would love for someone to write like a bachelor style book, but with murder. So like, and then there were none meets yeah. The Bachelor. Like, there's just something really tantalizing about all of these people in one place with nowhere to go That's and seeing right. what happens. Exactly, that they're trapped. Yes. Somebody did, um, what's uh, Jessica Knoll, um, Luckiest Girl Alive? I feel like her set, her follow-up might yeah, have been. Yeah, her follow-up is, is a reality TV set. Yes, anything where, where they just um, can't get away. It's perfect. Yeah. And I mean, aside from the setting being really fascinating, the characters in this are just so good. And there's so many of them. I want to say that there's 12 different characters who at some point get their yeah, own chapter. They're far too, far too many, I know. There's so I many, actually, but um, they're also distinct. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Because um, it was actually my intention to finally write a book. And I think I have this intention every time I sit down to write a book to stay from in one character's perspective. And in this case, I had intended to write only from the perspective of Francis, the formerly best-selling romantic novelist. But then I thought, oh, I'll just go into the perspective of, of Masha, the resort director. And then before I knew it, I was into all their perspectives. And as you say, I ended up, there might even be 13, I think, can you tell our audience a little bit about Frances and kind of what brings her to the health resort? Because I think that she has 
a pretty interesting backstory. Yes. So as I say, she's a, a formerly best-selling romantic novelist with two failed marriages in her past. She uh, has no children and uh, she's somebody who never wanted children, which actually was a deliberate decision on my part because I think I've written so many characters who are desperate to have children and I've explored the issue of childlessness uh, so many times that uh, I thought I, I want this character who has no desire for children and is perfectly happy with that decision. Uh, at the moment when she decides to come along to this health resort, she's suffering from a, a bad back, a broken heart and a very painful paper cut. And she's also very distressed because she's had a, a terrible review of one of her books and she's also um, she's had a, a book rejected. So she's in a, in a bad way, but she's, she's still optimistic. She is very optimistic. And I feel like she has a very, um, she's very self-aware of the fact that her problems are sort of not, first, not quite as bad problems, as other yes. people's problems. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, so she's very aware that of course, you, you know, she's leading a, a privileged life and, and these problems in the, the grand scheme of things are small problems, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we still feel our our first world problems very deeply. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I wonder when you were writing this, I mean I feel like it it has like the term self care has become a buzzword to the point where it's almost like a, like a, like the word is parody at this point, it almost feels like. And so was that something yeah. that you kind of wanted to explore in this health and retreat center, kind of this like idea of extremely privileged self-care and, and, you know, what that actually means? Well, first of all, I definitely don't ever set out to uh, explore a particular theme. For me, it was just, you know, my tropical island became a health resort and here's my premise, let's get a group of people together and see what happens. But definitely, um, I think in the end, when I look back and see what I've done, I'm sort of satirizing the the wellness industry, but I hope in a gentle way, in exactly the same way that in Big Little Lies, I sort of made fun of those overly involved school parents, while also knowing that we absolutely need those overly involved school parents. So the schools can't survive without those those mothers who get involved with everything. So I feel sort of the same way about wellness, you know, that I, I believe in mindfulness and meditation and hot stone massages are lovely. But uh, at the same time, we obviously take these things as we tend to in this day and age to extreme ridiculous lengths. And that's what I wanted to make fun of. And I mean, the the retreat, which is 10 days long, does take a bit of a dark turn somewhere around like, it does. I think I want to say like day six or seven. Yes. <laughs> which I won't spoil, but it definitely Thank goes you. off the deep end. But up until yes. that point, I was like totally on board. I was like, yeah, I love this. Like the smoothies, like no cell phones, like the massages, yes, the yoga. Right. It sounds like? amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, and I think that it almost sounds like one of those things that you, that you kind of like want to push yourself to the limits with it. Like you want to like throw yourself in completely. Yes, that's right. Yes. And I I um, uh, took myself along to a lovely uh, health resort myself in researching this book. And it's and it's great to step away from the world and, and, and 
cut off all that that chatter in your head. But yes, as you say, I then had a lot of fun from um, taking it much further. I know. Your research sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, didn't, I didn't suffer much for my art, I have to say. It was, it was lovely. Uh, yes, and I didn't, the sort of dark development... Oh, it's hard to talk about, isn't it? But yes, I, I, did, I didn't do any research. You didn't do um, any research for the dark element. Any okay. hands-on <laughs> research there, no. <laughs> Someone is going to listen to this interview and then they're going to read the book and they're going to remember you saying that at like 200 pages <laughs> in. <laughs> That's right. Now, now then, then they'll understand. That's right. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the character of Masha. You brought her up earlier, and she is mm. a really fascinating character. Can you give us just like a little bit of information about her? Yes, she came about because in researching the book, I was actually reading a lot of TripAdvisor reviews, which are hilarious and provide a huge wealth of information for me. And there was one particular resort where all the reviewers kept talking about the the director of the resort, and his name was Gregory, and he sounded quite quite crazy. And so I decided I wanted to have a crazy person in charge of the resort. I didn't know yet what um, what this person would do. And originally, I actually had a man as that character, but then I had uh, I had a name, a Russian name of Maria Demachenko, otherwise known as Masha, which is a real person's name, and she had bidded for the rights to have her name used as uh, a character in one of my books at a Starlight Children's Foundation uh, event. And originally, I planned to just use that, her name for a minor character, but then I thought I'll. I'll use that for my resort director and her name sort of brought the character to life because then it became a a Russian woman uh, and I made her a, a tall, striking, narcissistic, but very well-meaning um, woman uh, who, who'd had a previous corporate life and who'd bought her passion for capitalism, really, to the wellness industry. She almost is like a cult leader, I feel like. Um, like, it feels like she's yes, running like this cult in her health and wellness retreat. Exactly. And in fact, you're right. I had, I was reading books about Jonestown and, and cult leaders. And I didn't fully explore that idea. But uh, yes, I, that's exactly what I wanted to, to give that impression that she has the, that charisma that somehow draws people in. And so they'll, they'll do anything to, to please her. All of the characters are so compelling, and they also all have really well-defined backstories. It deals with, you know, suicide and, you know, careers failing and addiction and all of these different things. How did you flesh out those characters? Did they sort of just come to you in bits and pieces, or, you know, did you kind of like sit there and kind of try to decide what these nine perfect strangers were going to look like? Yes, I don't. I don't do it in a systematic way. I just, I just let them come to me. Uh, and sometimes I've, I've had sort of previous ideas, or I've started 
previous books and let them go. And, and I think oh, I'll take that character from that previous attempt. And so they all come in a, in a very haphazard way. And then once I've got them there, then I think, okay, is this working? Does the balance make sense? And, you know, in a way it seemed to make sense that I had some characters there who'd had a, a stroke of incredibly good luck and other characters who'd had terribly bad luck. And I think I did become very interested in this idea of transformation. So everybody's there hoping to be instantly transformed. So, yes, it's just a funny uh, piecing together process. And then, as I say, looking at what I've got, and I did, I remember I took out, some characters so I did have 10 characters for a while and I knew that was too many and I desperately tried to only have seven characters seven strangers at the resort because that sounded nice but I somehow ended up with nine in the end I like nine it's very Agatha Christie um yeah (laughs) yeah it seemed to work (laughs) so I believe correct me if I'm wrong this is your first novel since Big Little Lies came out on HBO I believe uh, yes, was Truly Madly Guilty already out? I think it before? was. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right, yes. yes. Do you feel, I mean, you've been on tour, do you feel like the reception to this book has been different, or the reception to you has been different? I've, I mean, you had such a solid fan base before then, but I feel like post Big Little Lies is like a whole new world, like everyone is obsessed with that show. <laughs> yes, they were. Well, absolutely, it's absolutely true that, um... Big Little Lies brought me many more readers who might otherwise have never heard of me beyond the readers who've been with me since the beginning or have been with me since Husband's Secret, which is great uh, and I'm so grateful to it, obviously. The downside is people will come and say, OK, what's all the hype about? So, um, But no, I'm not complaining. I'm hugely grateful for the success of Big Little Lies. And of course, it brings me more publicity and all sorts of things. And I absolutely love the show myself, just as, as along with the viewers. I know. And it's sort of like if someone comes at you with like, well, what's all the hype about? You can just be like, well, I don't know, buy three more books. See if, <laughs> <laughs> see if you figure yeah, it out. You're right. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're right. That's exactly the way the way I should respond. I don't know. Yeah, I'll remember that. So I know that um, the second season of Big Little Lies is filming or it's already finished filming. But you so you wrote the second season, if I'm not mistaken. I wrote a a story or sort of a treatment. But David E. Kelly is once again writing the screenplay screenplay. for it. So I I don't actually know um, for sure how much of my of the story that I wrote has made it into the the screenplay, but I had a lot of fun writing sort of a novella of of just ideas, really, for, for where the show could go. Did you ever think that you would revisit these characters? What was that experience like? Uh, no, I never did. I've never wanted to write a sequel for one of my books because I always think I've put them through enough and I've, I've left them in a good place and um, I'm happy to move on and come up with new characters. So when I wrote this, I wrote it very much thinking of the show so I wrote with Nicole Kidman, Celeste in mind in uh, Reese Witherspoon's Madeline and so I wrote an American flavour to the dialogue and that's that sort of thing so I in my head I can see my Madeline and, and Reese's Madeline so it was good fun to to continue on with their stories but but to continue on in a very um I guess in an HBO-ish sort of way. So do you feel like 
the characters as they exist in the HBO show are still distinct from the characters that you wrote in the book? They are to me, yes. I, I and and I'm absolutely fine with that. That um, yes, I I can in my head I see my Madeline and I see Reese's Madeline. So that's you know um, Reese's own interpretation of the character. I also read that you wrote the part that Meryl Streep is playing specifically for Meryl Streep. I, I did. But before she I got did. cast. <laughs> Yes, that's right, because uh, when I was trying to decide whether or not I should be involved with writing season two, my sister said to me, um, only do it if you think it would be fun. And she said, "Um, why not write a role for your favorite actress? So um, that's when I came up with this character of Celeste's mother-in-law, so Perry's mother. And I was looking to see what Meryl's middle name was. Because uh, I thought it would be fun just for myself to call her by her middle name, and then um, I found out that her real name was Mary Louise, and which was actually worked perfectly for the character. So I called her Mary Louise. If there's a season three, you should be like, well, I would love for Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yes, you just right. like... <laughs> I know. I'd take uh, Bradley Cooper after watching a star is yeah. born. Of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just like aim big. <laughs> I don't know if you can aim bigger than Meryl yeah. Streep, but I guess you could push it. No, I know that's right. I feel like I, you know, I uh, that's that's it. I, I bow out at the top. <laughs> well, I loved this book, and I know that this is probably your least favorite question, as you're currently promoting a book that came out last week. But are you working on anything yeah. new? Is there a new book on the horizon, or are you just kind of <laughs> taking this time to enjoy Nine Perfect Strangers being out in the world? Yes. No, I don't. I don't mind the question at all, except that the um, the answer is I've got nothing. I'm. Uh, I have no idea at the at the moment but I'm really looking forward once all the touring's done and everything becomes quiet again to getting back to my desk and and seeing um, what comes to me so I'm ex- I'm excited to I'm excited to write again because you have the the big break of doing this sort of thing and then I'm just looking forward to it yeah, and then you get to go on another island vacation. Yeah, that's right. And so maybe I'll, maybe I'll return to my tropical island <laughs> resort idea. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta find that inspiration somewhere. <laughs> that's right. Or I'll, I'll steal your idea of the um, the Bachelor contestants. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you want to write that, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Leon. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I certainly hope that you work things out with your luggage. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it will turn up. Thank you, Leon. <laughs> okay, take care. Thanks so much, Christina. Again, I have another book that I need to order as soon as I leave the huddle. The Bustle Huddle is produced by Anna Parsons, Julia Shu, and Michaela Heck. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And definitely leave your review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. I'm your host, Jada Gomez, and I will see you next week. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.